Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. What happens at Faith School? Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed. Come on, say it out loud. My spirit is fed. And my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. If you've been with us this week, do you feel like you're learning how to overcome? Learning how to overcome unbelief, learning how to overcome wavering, and these kind of things. We are by the grace and help of God. If you hadn't been seeing these things, they're available. Go on the, uh, uh, to the website to faithschool.org, and you can watch the previous ones at no charge. And it's important. How, class, would you say it's good for them to get the ones that came before? Yes, it's important. And we're building on that today. And get your Bible and come on into the classroom today. And let's do that. Let's build on it. Father, we ask you for utterance, direction, grace, help, answers, the quickening of your Holy Spirit, and the manifestations of your Holy Spirit. And we declare where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom, there is liberation and setting free. We thank you for it. Let it be so and get glory to yourself in it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look with me in Mark 9 again. We've, uh, we've been studying for some days on this same account, the 13th individual account of the healing of what the scripture calls the lunatic uh, son or boy. And let's begin in verse 14 again, Mark 9, 14 said, when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. Straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, running to him, saluted him. He asked the scribes, what question you with them? One of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought to you my son, which has a dumb spirit. Now you see more than once that um, uh, not just here, but other cases, different cases, said a similar thing that there was a a dumb and deaf spirit or something that caused blindness. And uh, now he didn't always uh, cast out spirits when people were sick. This wasn't an every situation thing. I think you would find even today a lot of association with this and what people would call, some might call psychosomatic uh, cases. What do you mean? Cases where there's no physical reason why they can't talk, <laughs> right? They, you, you, you look and see, well, there's no physical reason. There's nothing wrong with their eyes. Why can't they see? These are often the cases where spirits are involved. And when the spirit is ejected, and that's another word for cast out, or also driven out, and that lets you know they won't leave nicely on their own. They've got to be expelled, forced, through use of your authority. 
And it's not through physical effort or mental effort of your own, but you've got to be fully persuaded about it. And you've got to mean business when you say something. And so uh, this spirit caused muteness or inability to speak in this boy. In addition to it, it said he tore him, dashed him, he foamed and gnashed with his teeth and pines away. And so he is uh, tormented, tortured with this thing. He's experiencing some hell on earth. And so is his family. No way this is the will of God. Now we see later, Jesus rebuked it. Would Jesus ever rebuke something that was from God, from the Father? Never. So you know this was never of God. Not of God. And so he answered and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. And they brought him to him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tore him and he fell on the ground, wallowed, foaming. Right there on the moment, he went into those convulsions his father was talking about. And so he just turns to the father and says, how long is it ago since this came to him? The boy is screaming and wallowing. And and Jesus just turns and asks his dad a question. We don't need to get so excited when the enemy manifests, right? We certainly don't need to panic. We need to stay cool, collected, because uh, the enemy's he's a, he's a trickster. He's a, an actor. He, he puts on a big show. And you and I just need to stay collected and do what the Lord shows us to do and, and, and shut him down. Undo the works of the devil. He said of a child, he's been like, he said, oftentimes it's cast him into the fire and the waters to destroy him. But if you can do something, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, if you can, the first word believe is not there in the text as I understand it. The second one is. And so it's not a question of if you can believe, like we said, Jesus is using the same phrase the man used. He said, if you can, because the disciples, he said, couldn't. So he's not sure if Jesus can or not. And so Jesus is basically, if, if you can, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now, that's not the issue. All things are possible to him that believes. Now this is, a, this is a powerful statement. This is a statement you and I need to get in our thinking and in our mouth. And every time something tries to tell us there's no way, this can't be fixed, impossible, we ought to immediately say, all things are possible to him that believes. Even if we know we're not believing so strong or we're not clear or settled, we know this is true, right? And we know we can get there, right? We can get there. But you got to start off saying, no, I don't accept that this is impossible. I don't accept that this is incurable, that this impossible, this is unfixable, that we could never get enough money to fix this, or we could never, there's, no, I don't believe that. All things are possible to those that believe, and I'm a believer, right? Come on, say it out loud, class, all things, all things. All things are possible to them that believe, and I believe. I'm a believer. So I, 
I just, I don't care for the word impossible. <laughs> uh, you know, when people start using that word, they, they immediately start losing me. I'm like, I don't believe in that. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, if we need it, if it's something that's supposed to happen, it's possible. And I can believe for it, right? It's possible. And so that's what Jesus told him. All things, what do you mean if you can? All things are possible to him that believes. And men, those words must have hit this man with some force because straightway, immediately, he cries out in response with tears, I believe. Help my unbelief. <laughs> when Jesus saw that the people came running together, you got to remember during all that conversation, the boys rolling around, <laughs> screaming and frothing at the mouth. <laughs> and uh, so the people then come running together. Jesus, verse 25, everybody got your eyes on this. Jesus did what? He rebuked the foul spirit. We are not to show any respect to these things or any appreciation whatsoever. They're evil, they're foul, they're unclean, and they're something that needs to be expelled, something that needs to be driven out. And gotten rid of. Right? Just like you would some nasty, putrefying, stinking something in your house. You got to get this junk out of your house. Right? Well, that's how these spirits are. And they have no right in the place and body and affairs of believers. They'll do it if they can, but they have no right to be there. And Jesus says he rebuked the foul spirit, saying, you dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you, we'd say, I command you, I order you, come out of him and enter no more into him. And what happened immediately? Tell me what happened. What happened? The spirit cried out and, and, and thrashed the boy another time, but he had to come out. He didn't want to, but he had to. He would have stayed if he could, but he couldn't. He wanted to. <laughs> But Jesus is not playing. Jesus is not trying this. He's not attempting this. He's not unsure if it's going to work or not. Come on, can y'all see this? He's doing this. He knows he has authority. He knows this spirit has to obey. He knows. There's no chance he's not. And so the, the Bible said the the boy was like one dead. And all the people that had rushed over, they said, he's dead. Look at him. He's white as a sheep. He's dead. But Jesus reached down, took the boy by the hand, and lifted him up. And the other account said, and he delivered him to his father. Free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Far as we know, never to have another seizure. Never to have another episode not to be his life tortured by this evil, ungodly thing. What a lot of people will say when they read this is they go, well, you know, okay, but that's, that's the Son of God, you know. Uh, okay, he did it. That doesn't mean you can do it. That's exactly what it means, Amen. is that you can do it. Amen. Because he did it as a man. Go back with me over to the book of Matthew and the 16th chapter. Matthew 16, and you'll see 
some of the greatest words along this line. In Matthew 16 and 19, when the Spirit of God through Peter affirmed that Jesus uh, was and is the Christ, the Son of the living God, Matthew 16, Jesus said, verse 17, uh, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. My Father in heaven revealed. Verse 19, he said, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Keys. What's the key? How, how many, does this sound big to you? <laughs> the, the keys of the kingdom. And you'll hear the, so many phrases that are in modern usage come from the Bible. And you'll hear people say, man, they gave them the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> well, they got that from here. So what did it originally mean and what does it mean now? Keys to the kingdom. A kingdom is the dominion that the king has rule over. The king's kingdom is the area the king has authority over and control over. And what, is, what are the keys to the kingdom? What's the rest of the verse? Help me out. What's the keys? Whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. How are we to understand this? What is binding? What is loosing? Binding is constricting something, stopping something. Loosing is permitting something, allowing something, uh, authorizing something. This sounds like what kings do, right? He already talked about keys to the kingdom. Keys, excuse me, kings bind and loose. They allow and disallow. They stop and forbid and make unlawful. Uh, they permit and allow. This is someone who's in charge. Yes. Right? Yes. This is someone who has the right to say and do things. That has the authority. That's what this is about. Authority. And we know from our previous studies that Jesus gave authority and power. They're two different words in the Greek. To his twelve. And then he also authorized and empowered an additional 70 in addition to the 12. You read about that in what Luke 10, other places. And did it stop with the, what, um, the 82? <laughs> we see power continuing to being exercised in the book of Acts. After Jesus has ascended and sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, do we see Paul looking at spirits and commanding them to shut up and come out? And, and we see Peter and we see different ones. These same kind of things that Jesus and the 12 and the 70 did. And how about signs that follow believers? Mark 16, right? Jesus said, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to every created being. And those that believe and are baptized will be saved. Those that don't will be condemned. Do we believe those verses? Yes. How many Christians believe those verses? Yes. Hopefully all Christians 
believe those verses. The very next verse says, and these signs will follow them that believe. You got to go right back to the previous verse. That heard the gospel and believed and are saved. Then there are confirming manifestations that accompany those who heard the gospel and accepted and believed it and are saved. This is not preacher verses. This is believer verses. Right? And what did he say? In my name, they will cast out demons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every believer must have the authority over these things or elsewise they couldn't do that. It wouldn't be a sign that accompanied all believers. Right? It'd just be something was for a special few. But Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to everybody. And to those that believe, here's some things that'll follow. (laughs) Here's some things that'll manifest and come. And one of the first things he said, in my name. So it's his authority. It's the name of his authority, but it's delegated authority. It's delegated to his body. Huh? What if I said, my head is in charge of this, but not my hand, not my shoulder, not my knee. (laughs) Well, no, my head couldn't have got here if it hadn't been for my knees, right? And my feet, my hands help accomplish what my head wants done. No, my hands just as much Keith as my head is, right? My shoulder, my knee, and you, child of God, are a part of the body of Christ. And the authority that the head has is also on you. Jesus said after he had risen from the dead in Matthew 28, he said, all authority in heaven and earth is given to me. Whew, that covers it all, brother. And the very next phrase, he says, so... You go. Hold on, hold on. You got the authority, Lord. (laughs) Where am I going? It's obvious. He's delegating this authority. Jesus has all the authority on earth, but he's not here. He's at the right hand of majesty on high. His spirit's down here helping us. You know, what if I said, you know, I'm the king of America. (laughs) Not the president, the king. The king has a lot more authority. <laughs> I know it's not that way. I'm not believing for it. But what if I said I was? I am. I got all authority in the U.S. of A. I mean, I can shut it down. I can open it up. I can bind it. I can loose it. I have all the authority in all 50 states. I am King Keith. Of America, but I want to go on vacation. And so I go to Australia. I don't have all authority over there, but I got the authority over here. And so I hear about something that's happening in the U.S. that I don't like. I got the authority, but I'm not there. So I call my office, and, and, and Secretary Bob answers the phone. And I say, Bob, there's something happening in Minnesota that I don't like. And I want you to go up there and shut it down. He said, I'm not the king. I said, I know you're not the king. I'm the king. And I'm telling you, go deal with that. He said, but I'm not the king. I said, give the phone to Susie. (laughs) 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 
Secretary Susie, Officer Susie. Yeah, it's King Keith. Yeah, King Keith. I want you to go to Minnesota and I want you to fix that. I'm not the king. You're the king. I'm not the king. Give the phone to Secretary Betty. And what if I went through all my staff and nobody would act on my authorization? No one one would accept my delegation of authority. And they all just kept telling me, well, you're the king. I'm not the king. You're the king. Even though I had all authority, I could not accomplish my will. Can you see that? Because I'd have no delegates that would listen, that would take the authorization. This is how it is today. He has all authority in heaven and on the earth, but he's not here in person. He's at the right hand of the Father. He's the head of the body. You and I are in the body. When he calls you, Come on, are y'all with me? And he's calls your name and he says, hey, I don't like what's going on there. I want you to shut it down. I want you to bind it up. I want you to stop it. I want you to forbid it. You don't start crying and going, I'm not the key. I'm not the key. You know how you're going to do it. What does it mean in the name of Jesus? What does that mean? What does that mean? It means I'm not coming in my own authority. I know I'm not the king of kings. But I have been authorized. Hallelujah. I have been authorized. And empowered. And sent. And so when you say. So in the name of Jesus. You're saying I'm speaking on his behalf. Huh? I'm doing what he wants done. In this situation. By the authority in his name. Which is why. When evil spirits or the enemy hears this and you're really doing it in faith, they don't just hear you and see you. They know who sent you. They know, and they're not going to buck him, which is why they flee. They run as in terror when you resist them in that name that's above every name. Oh, somebody say, Glory to God. Glory to God. Whatever you bind will be bound, whatever you loose will be loosed. Go back to Mark 9. He said, you dumb and deaf spirit, verse 25, I charge you, I order you, come out of him and enter no more into him. Did he shut that spirit down? Did he forbid him to continue operating there and commanded him to get out and to leave? And, And even told him he couldn't come back. Enter no more into him. So I don't know what that, that boy, the man he grew up into, what kind of life he had. I don't know everything that transpired. But I know this, he never had any more trouble with this. <laughs> Not another day in his life did he have trouble with that. Oh, thank God. Is it possible, no matter how horrible things may be or how long they've been that way, is it possible to get totally free from it? So that you know, it's like a bad dream that happened to somebody else a long time ago. You never have to deal with it again. All things are possible to them that believe. When he said that the Spirit cried out, Rid him sore, came out of him, and was as one dead, insomuch that the people said, he's dead. 
And Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up so he's not dead. And he got up. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples said, uh, why couldn't we cast that out? He said, this kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. Now, you've got to put all the accounts together to get the whole picture. In Matthew 17, he just said, because of your unbelief. Well, we know that's true. And some translations say that the phrase, except by prayer and fasting, is not in the best manuscripts in some of these accounts. But at least part of it's got to be in this account. It doesn't come out except by prayer, some best accounts say. But whether it's prayer or prayer and fasting, uh, I can see the point. What do you mean? You don't pray spirits out. And you don't fast them out. If you did, when Jesus got there, he would immediately went to prayer. Can you see that? Because he's the one who said they don't come out except by prayer and fasting. He said, okay, guys, we've got to start praying and fasting. He didn't do that. He just cast him out. So he's talking about something that happens before. Can you see that? And so uh, this, this would also be an address of the unbelief. These things you don't just do naturally or by yelling or screaming or sweating it's a spiritual thing and so the better shape you're in spiritually and the more aware you are spiritually and the better you work with the Holy Spirit in dealing with these things and if you find you're not doing so well and not getting results what would help you praying (laughs) is that right and even yes some fasting Cutting off some stuff and giving more time to God and focusing on Him, you'll get sharper and you get more aware of the Spirit. And if there's been some doubt stuff, you can help get rid of that, right? Unbelief was the cause. And the fix is to get rid of the wavering and grow up spiritually and get closer to God. Can you see this? It all works together But hallelujah, the boy was delivered and set free, and it never bothered him again. Can you say thank God? And we're out of time again. Said out loud, I live by faith, I walk by faith, I overcome the world by faith, I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you again soon here in Faith School. Really enjoyed being with you again this week in faith school. I, I just sense in my spirit we're growing, we're developing, we're overcoming. I want to say again thanks to all of you that are partners with us and continue to sow into us and pray for us, believe with us to help get this broadcast uh, to the world, to a lot of people. And to let you know that us, myself and Phyllis and all our staff, we're believing with you for the harvest on these things. And what we studied about binding and loosing is true concerning finances. I want you to say it out loud, in Jesus' name, I bind up everything hindering finances. Satan, you take your hands off my finances and you stop in trying to hinder and hold anything back from me. And say it out loud, go ministering spirits and cause abundance to flow into my hands and into our house, and into our things. I claim more than enough to meet every need and fulfill every good desire in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. When you say that in faith, 
expect it to come to pass. We're expecting with you. Good things are happening. We're coming up. Our best days are not behind us. They're ahead of us. Hallelujah. We love you. We thank God for you. We pray for you often. We'll see you soon again, right back here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.